It's uh, it's getting chilly. It's getting chilly here. <laughs> yep. So who was that that opened the show for us this episode? Very interesting, because Gaina is well, Puerto Rican. Yes, he is. I think he's Guayna, though. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> um, well, anyhow, he's from Puerto Rico, yes. but the song is called Monterrey, which is a city in Mexico. Um, and it has a little dance along to it. People can dance. There's a, he made a little dance out of it. A dance challenge. That's cool. Yeah. And, and then, I was born, actually, I was born, um, an hour away from Monterrey, so. Okay. A lot of family there. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> if y'all didn't know, he, uh, El Taco is technically Norteño, right? Yes, yes. Regio Montano. Those are the Mon people from Monterrey, uh, Norteños people, mostly identified with Northeast Mexico. Yeah. Because um, people, I think, from Tijuana and Sonora identify, I don't think they identify so much as Norteños. It's more like, I mean, they're still technically Norteños because they're in the northern part of the state, but, I mean, Mexico, uh, the country, but it's more identified with people from Monterrey. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and as long as we get your identity correct, that's what we care about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's been a cold. It's it's cold here in New York, but I feel like the entire week it was colder in, in uh, Texas where my family's at. Yeah, very cold. Um, my cousin lives in Fort Worth and... Um, at some point she had to leave the home because it was very cold with her family so she's finally back she got the electricity back but it's been hard for everybody down there well the it's not just a couple of homes that are out of power this week um, more than four million five million homes in the state of Texas were wow. without power so it was a something that affected the whole state and um you know I, I don't think we've talked about why do you know why <laughs> please tell us why <laughs> well because texas it's on it's on its own electrical grid oh i did read about that yes that's crazy yeah um as part of avoiding federal regulations texas um has its own grid so it's not connected to the eastern U.S. grid or the Western U.S. grid where, you know, if things fall apart there, there's other states where the power can come from. In Texas, there's no way of, because of the way the grid is built, there's no way of 
pulling in power from the other states to supply Texas's. And because of the regulation, um, and not being, you know, like the whole thing shtick is like, oh, we don't want to be a part of the federal government, blah, 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 conservatism. <laughs> um, they um, didn't also modernize their grid. So even though they've had issues with it in the past with cold temperatures like this or other, other storms, they uh, never modernized it because it costs, it would cost too much money and they want to profit the people that uh, run this. Um, so basically what you're saying is that they, this was a disaster waiting to happen. Yes, essentially. <laughs> and now we're seeing it happen. Wow. And at the same time, you see all these politicians going on Fox News and saying that it's actually because of the Green New Deal. Even though the Green New Deal is not a real law. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proposed law that hasn't been enacted. Um, and and they keep blaming, the pundits keep blaming AOC for it for some reason. That's, that's who they go to, to blame. They only blame, she's like, um, she's become like the, the leftist boogeyman. The punch bag, yeah. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah, it's all they, it's all they know how to do. It's really gross. How's your family, though? Well, my my parents never lost power, which is uh, good news. Um, and they didn't have water one day because uh, the pipes were frozen. Mm. Um, and then one of my brothers did lose power for a night. Yeah. Um, but he has a generator. A lot of people in Texas have generators because power goes out there. Yeah. With anything, like any storm, powers yeah. go out. So... Um, but he, but other than that, I mean, I have a lot of friends and yeah. extended family members that haven't had power Me too. for days. Yeah. I can't imagine. And people, I've seen people boil water, yeah. um, boil, yeah. boil the snow water from the outside because mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they, their pipes are frozen, so they don't even have water inside. Yeah, no, uh, I have friends in Houston that have been without power for days now. Um, obviously some of them, their homes are actually not prepared for this type of weather, nor are many of the residents in the city because that city is usually very hot. <laughs> it never gets that cold there. Um, what, what I thought about when this started happening was actually the homeless people because I remember living there. The amount of homeless people that I saw in the street was, was intense. And, and I just, I, I was just told that they've, they've found, um, 30 to 50 bodies oh, of no. homeless people in the street. Yeah, so it's it's rough. It's rough. Well, in um, Matamoros, which is across the river from Brownsville, that's where a lot of the asylum seekers are still at. Um, wow. As you know, with the Trump administration, they stopped the flow of asylees and they set up like tent cities in Matamoros, which is right across. Brownsville, so the temperatures there this week were in the 20s. Wow. Uh, and there was ice and snow and stuff. So um, I think the Biden administration is trying their best to resolve that issue. Um, I know some people are frustrated because it hasn't happened like one day to the next, but I think it's because you can't, I mean, I think there, there needs to be a 
process in place and what the Trump administration did, you know, needs a lot of fixing. Yeah. And then on top of that, we have an elected official who had to travel 1,700 miles to Cancun to escape the, you know, the situation in Texas. And, you know, he's so worried about what's going on in his own state. He had to go that far. Well, it's just really um, interesting to see Ted Cruz go to Cancun when he's been a proponent of building this useless wall and then he's like going off to Mexico when he you know there's been several this is why Twitter is just amazing because you can just look on Twitter yeah. and the history of tweets that he's had like last year he criticized the mayor of Austin for going to Cabo for a weekend while there's a pandemic happening. Um, and, you know, last year he also made fun of California because of the fire problems that they were having with all the, the fires and then electricity running out because of that. So there's all these receipts you can just go on Twitter on. And his excuse was that his his girls, they were out of school this week because, of, of course, there's no electricity in Texas. Um, wow. Cancun. <gasps> uh, his girls are not, mind you, they're not like 20 year old party girls. They're, they're kids. Who, what? Wow. <laughs> wow. And then he said he wanted to, he, he went to Mexico just to escort them. I'm like, what? You're going right. to come here. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so ter That's such a lame excuse. And then, um, I mean, on top of that, like you, it's very responsible for someone in such a public office to be going to a country that's still dealing and doesn't have like the the infrastructure to um, be taking tourists, you know, especially during a pandemic, um, and actually because of a pandemic. So, so it just blows my mind that that things like this, you know, are news at all. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, well, I think what describes it best is the iconic um, jacket that Melania Trump wore a couple of years ago. I really to, don't care, do you? Yeah, to visit the children at the border. I really don't care, do you? Um, that perfectly defines the status of the Republican Party right now. Because yeah. they can get away yeah. with anything and they know they can because they're not going to be held accountable by their their own party. Yeah. Um, and because of that, they can do whatever they want and nobody cares. And as long as they keep getting elected and they're just going to keep getting away with everything. I mean, the Trump got away with citing, like starting that insurrection. Yeah. And he's not being held accountable by the, the Senate. Nope. That's also something else that happened in the past week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's wild. Seriously. Such, uh, such bullshit. <laughs> well, aside from that, back to New York. Um, we're obviously monitoring what's happening. All of us are monitoring what's happening in the South. 
but um, in New York City, restaurants have opened at 25% capacity as of, I believe, February 13th, <laughs> the day before Valentine's Day. <laughs> what a coincidence. Well, I mean, Valentine's Day in New York, have you been out in years past for Valentine's yeah, Day in New I York? I know it's one of the busiest uh, days of the year for restaurants, of course. I mean, who wouldn't I think it might that? be the busiest because, yeah. like, everybody's out with, yeah. you know, everybody scrambles to get reservations. It's like, it's a big deal in New York City to get a table on, New sure. on Valentine's Day. For sure, yeah. No, but, I mean, of course, I, I, I know that and I understand that, but, you know, pandemic is not over. And we have know that you, yeah, but everywhere else they have indoor dining. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, they do. I was out this past weekend in an area of Queens that has lots of restaurants. And it was pretty scary because some of those places were not sitting people at 25% capacity. And I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, so I am not going to do that <laughs> <laughs> not until i am fully vaccinated yes well the good thing is that the vaccine is still happening and i think according to president biden where everybody should be vaccinated by july according to what he said this week hopefully new york i believe that will be vaccinated way before that maybe april may It'll be open for people like us. We'll see. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. If anything, spring is coming at some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I did want to maybe uh, give a shout out to this, um, this guy who put together a website called Turbo, TurboVax, V-A-C. That info that info and he basically centralized all the different websites that the government has created to um to register or sign up for for a vaccine um so that way you'll find out when the when the next one is available so i'll definitely look that up if i was you so it's turbo vac that info yeah i actually signed up to get a vaccine opened it up um this past weekend also to people that have uh, there's a list of pre-existing conditions and i qualify so i um as soon as it opened up i was like you know what i'm not gonna waste any time i want my vaccine now <laughs> open there was a part of me that felt guilty i was like am i taking a spot away from somebody else but like no they want they want everybody to get vaccinated right i'm gonna try to do it as soon as possible. So on Saturday, on Sunday, I got on the website, the New York State Health website. There's one you can check. You know, it goes, "Am I eligible?" and it takes you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One hour, I was on it, and then by the time it ended, I was so excited. It went to a page that said all um, appointments have been taken. And I'm like, oh no! And then, and mind you, it was like several times after refreshing, and it's saying uh, the server was down. So I was like trying for like thirty minutes, and then I finally got a page, and then I gave up for a bit. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try one more time just to see 
what's going on. And I try it again, server down, server down, server down. And then I get a page and I'm like, okay, well, it's another hour wait. It's a virtual queue. So it's just counting down. Um, I was like, okay, well, maybe this time it's different. And all of a sudden, when the hour hit, I heard a bing, like a bing. And it was appointments. Oh, okay. week. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I, did, I, I was like, oh, looking really quickly, looking at my calendar to see if work is going to interfere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's nothing on a Saturday. So I took one for a Saturday. <laughs> So basically what you're saying is that it's going to be a whole, it's like, it's like when you buy like tickets for a concert and you gotta like be yeah, right at the minute. Yeah, exactly like Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's it. That's crazy. So it's for your Ticketmaster COVID experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And it's at the Javits Center, which is like the big convention center. So it is exactly like a concert. <laughs> this is what our life has become. <laughs> yeah, so sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's okay. I laugh about it. <laughs> so what did you... <laughs> Let's change topics. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. So uh, aside from that, everybody's also being asked to wear two masks instead of one right in new york city that's the new rule mm. they're saying the new guideline by new york city says wear two masks wear one of those um surgical masks mm -hmm. and then wear a cloth mask on top of that the cute one on top <laughs> i know it's like you know i feel like we live in a country where half the country is taking it seriously <laughs> and they're like yes we gotta do it And then the other half of the country are like, why not wear 10 masks? <laughs> well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, would you wear... I started wearing two masks a long time ago when I, I started hearing um, that it just protects you more. And because of the new um, variants that, you know, we've been hearing about from the UK and South Africa and Brazil... That they were more contagious. So ever since then, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking risk it. I'm gonna do. It. I I want two masks, and that's what I started doing. I I I I don't always wear two masks because I forget to. Um. So, but I'm going to make it a priority now that you have so kindly explained to me why that's important. So thank you, and I'll <laughs> tell everybody as well. Wear two masks. So we can get out of this situation um, and I can go back to signing up for tickets. Real, real, for real concerts. concerts. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. so what you do, what anything interesting happened to you in regards to food this month? Any interesting dinners or feasts? Well, I don't know if you know this, but, well, I'm sure you do, but it was Mardi Gras a couple of days ago. Yes, yes. Fat Tuesday. Um, but anyway, we decided on Valentine's Day, which was before um, Fat Tuesday this year, to do, like, a Mardi Gras si uh, situation. So there's a new place that opened up in my neighborhood called the Juicy Crab Express. Mm-hmm. Cool. Or Juicy Crab Express. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have 
all sorts of fried fish, uh, fried shrimp, and they have oh. boiled. So they have crab boils, they have uh, okay. crawfish boil, they have shrimp boil, they have um, clam boiled. So we got like $80 worth of everything. <laughs> fried, fried fish, fried shrimp, all oh. these boils, crab legs. Okay. And we did that. And we got a couple of bottles of champ. Whoa! And we mixed it up with absinthe. <laughs> and we got really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like a great... That was that sounds like a perfect romantic way to celebrate Fat Tuesday. So, congr- yeah. congratulations. <laughs> That's my little food story. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, let me see. I have been making an apple tart lately. Um, yes, I learned to make it a few weeks ago through um, um, a friend from my MPA program, a former classmate. Shout out to Eve for doing that. And um, I'm obsessed with it. It's very easy to make. It's low in sugar. Um, and it's very Frenchy to me, so um, I'm happy to share uh, the recipe. I'll share the recipe if someone reaches out about it. How about how about that? Because I want to see how many folks are listening. So whatever, I don't want to be posting random recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I will be posting photos of all these cookbooks that. Um, we have purchased over the years um where you know every so often we we uh choose specific recipes from different parts of the world Mm. um to try out nice so um maybe that will inspire some folks to if you know we're not traveling to other countries to try different foods from other countries hey okay (laughs) cool all right um, so anything else that you want to add? We're actually nearing the end of the, of the episode. That's crazy. It went by so fast. It goes by so fast when you're having so much fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I just want to add that I think Ted Cruz is one of the most repulsive looking <laughs> assholes that have ever walked this earth. Walked this earth. He has grown a beard, which makes him look like a, a toxic raccoon that, you know, raccoons tend to be cute, but this this raccoon is obviously has fed on so much trash that it's just made him the grossest creature to have ever lived. Um, so... I just wanted to add. <laughs> you know, like, in all this time that I've been doing this show with you, you didn't even talk about Donald Trump the way you just talked about Ted Cruz. So like, I feel like that says a lot about where you at, <laughs> about him in life. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I am from Texas, so I have a lot of strong feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dito, I have nothing to say about that. I think you've said enough. And um, we're, are, we're closing with um, Amor de Mis Amores 
by Natalia Laforcade. So, thank you all for listening. Go give us a like on social media, at La Arepa y el Taco, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. It's it's not a La Arepa y el Taco, or what is it? Do you remember the handle for Facebook? Yes, it's um, La Arepa y el Taco. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> Podcast. You need to add the podcast. Podcast. Okay. Okay. So you gotta you gotta add podcast at the end, and um and then you could listen. We haven't been that active. We want to be more active. But if people follow us, we'll get more active for sure. Yes. We're we're a lot more active on Twitter and Instagram, which is where our audience usually hangs out. Um. But uh. Oh yeah. You could listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Um. Google Podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcast. So, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Ciao.